Lobert and welcome to Annie's Pink Chair. As you guys can tell, this entire set is made of pink. It's my power color. And I know some of you might out there might have your own power color. I feel pretty in pink, comfortable in pink, and also I feel alive, full of joy. So if anyone ever wonders why is her set all pink, it's because, hey, I knew that God told me to pick this color, so I did it. Today is a really important topic, and actually, pink has a little bit to do with it because I don't know if you knew this or not, people in prison, specifically men that are violent, they paint the walls pink to calm them down. People that have mental disorders, issues, things they struggle with, they paint the walls pink to calm the prisoners down. It's very interesting, isn't it? Today's topic is complex trauma. Me, this is my story. I actually lived out what I'm about to teach you today and share with you. I am a woman that was formerly sex trafficked in Minnesota, Las Vegas, Hawaii. And my story stems from a root issue. And the root issue is this. I had severe complex trauma. Now there's an underlying root to that issue as well. First of all, what is trauma? Well, simple trauma, PTSD, something that could be formed from a single event. Let's say, for instance, you had a car accident. You broke your leg. It was traumatizing. Let's say your dad died. That's pretty traumatic, right? Or a relative died. Maybe a best friend passed away. Maybe just even going to a funeral, to an open coffin wake funeral is traumatizing. To see the person you loved in a dead body. I don't like doing those personally. I'd rather see the person alive or have a picture of them at a funeral. Another situation could be a single event, a tornado. It destroys your house. It destroys your friend's house. An earthquake. Something of that nature that happened one time it doesn't necessarily happen a lot, but it's happened. And it's changed your life forever. And some people actually develop something called PTSD. Some of this is called, in the veterans world, shell shock, where they've experienced war, they've seen people die, they've been part of battle where they've had to shoot people to defend our country. They've experienced severe PTSD, and they bring it home with them and they have to go through years and years of rehabilitation. And so the other trauma that we're gonna talk about today is complex trauma. Now that has a little bit of a different definition because of the simple fact that it's complex. In other words, it's multifaceted. There's many ways to experience it. There's many ways to be actually abused in complex trauma. And one of the biggest factors of complex trauma is the repetitive nature of the trauma. It happens over and over and over, and it is insidious. And usually it starts at a very, very young age. Usually a child will experience trauma from abuse, severe abuse in the home, and they can't escape this abuse. And what it is, is this person experiences a traumatic situation, a dangerous situation that they are not in control of, 
that they cannot escape from and they feel extreme fear, panic, anxiety, and dread. This is what complex trauma is based on. And this is really interesting to note, everyone, that when trauma happens and you can't escape, there's four basic reasons as a child that complex trauma could actually form. And the first one is severe abuse, mental, physical, emotional abuse of a parent to a child or a authority figure to a child. Now, this can also be in a context of a relationship. Maybe you weren't abused as a child, but maybe later in your life you got involved in an abusive relationship. And this abusive relationship, whether it be your work, your boss, or let's say your boyfriend or girlfriend, you're being abused mentally, physically, and emotionally. And the second thing is, in a child's life, they could be abandoned by one of the parents. The parent works too much. They leave you alone a lot. You're left by yourself at your house with all the lights on and the television. And you're scared because your parent's working. They ignore you. Maybe your parent is an addict, so you're abandoned by your parent because they're not there emotionally for you or mentally or physically there for you. They're off in their addiction. They're stuck drunk somewhere. They're off to the bar drunk somewhere. They're getting high on drugs, locking their door to their room and you can't access your parent. This can cause major abandonment issues. The other one is, very tied closely to it, is neglect. The child is neglected. No food, no, no clothing, clo the, the shoes are falling apart, the clothing's dirty, it hasn't been washed, you're not being paid attention to, you're not being watched over, you're being left alone a lot, almost the same as abandonment, a little different, but neglect. This is very serious, you guys. And the other issue is that's really not spoken of a lot is a child or even a person not having their basic needs met. Needs that are emotional, physical, mental. And that's very important when a child's brain is forming to have the needs met. There's been studies done by scientists when they leave children alone in a crib with no interaction of a parent or an adult or a caregiver, that that child becomes severely depressed and that they develop very, very serious mental disorders. When we come back, we're going to talk more about complex trauma and more about my story and how I experienced it myself and eventually how I overcame it. Because you guys, you know what? With God, all things are possible. I am here today as a testament that you can overcome your trauma. You can get better and actually thrive and have joy. See you soon. Hi, I'm Annie from Annie's Pink Chair. Today we talked about the subject of complex trauma. It's really important what I'm about to share with you about the Destiny House. Most girls, if not all ladies that come to our program, they actually have complex trauma. There needs to be a place where ladies can come and rest their head because in trauma, there's one thing that needs to happen. You need to get stabilized. There needs to be stability, a safe spot to lay your head, a pillow to sleep on, a place where the nightmares can disappear, where ladies can dream new things of their future. They can develop into beautiful women that God originally intended them to be in the first place. Not prostitutes, not sex trafficking victims, not whores like some people want to refer them to as, which by the way, we'll go into another tangent later about the woman in adultery.
when Jesus showed up that day, she was blessed with grace and truth. Okay? She was set free. They were going to kill her. They were going to stone her. But Jesus, all he had to do was say, you are without sin, cast the first stone, and they all took off. The kind of ladies that we deal with here are the kind that most of society does not want to have anything to deal with. And we are always in need of grace for these ladies. We need to help their complex trauma be healed. Please, if you are ever in a place where you could help these girls, we would want you to join us. Partnership is what we need right now. The bottom line is this, we need to cover their food. We need to cover the shelter. We need to make sure that the house managers, the therapists are paid. The girls get equine therapy. They get counseling, trauma counseling. They learn how to cook. They work out. They, let me tell you something. It is a beautiful property and a beautiful place for them. And I'd love you to partner with us. I don't care if it's five bucks, 20 bucks, 25, 50 or 500. It doesn't matter. Every single dollar counts to these ladies. We can help care for them better if we're funded. We're a nonprofit. Your donation is tax deductible. You can go to hookersforjesus.net, click on donate. And please, you know, if you click like monthly, that would just bless them and bless us so much, you guys. We just love you and appreciate everything and anything you could do for us at this crazy time in our country. Thank you. Hi, welcome back to Annie's Pink Chair. We're talking about complex trauma today. I wanted to define it specifically. This is from a website called Finding Freedom. The definition of trauma is an event that a person perceives as being both dangerous and beyond their ability to handle so that they fear they will be hurt, die, or go crazy. And the simple trauma definition is this. It's a one-time horrific event, like I talked about earlier, a car accident, an earthquake, a death in the family, maybe a breakup, a divorce. Or we have complex trauma, which is repeated instances, exposure to multiple times of instances of trauma over and over and over, abuse as a child. You can't escape. And for my personal story, Sex trafficking. I was abused as a child by my father. Couldn't escape. My brothers and sisters were as well. And so actually in my life, I ended up choosing wrong relationships out of my complex trauma and chose men that were abusive like my father. Because see, this is what something that trauma does to your brain and any type of trauma does to your brain is the fact that you want to fix it. You want to repair the damage that happened to you. So you try to reconcile a similar relationship subliminally in your brain. You want to fix it. You don't even know you're attracted to these people, but you're drawn to the energy of these people because you know there's something familiar about it and something comfortable about it. Even though there's been abuse, you're familiar with this abuse. So you're attracted to that type of person and you are, it's like a magnet. You can't, you can't escape it. And so I was attracted to men that were users, that were people that would just totally use me as a slave and use me sexually. And so even though as a teenager I was promiscuous, it wasn't on purpose. I was very faithful to each person I was with. 
I don't even want to look at it like promiscuity because the fact is, is I was attracted to the person to try to fix them because I saw my mother try to do this to my own father. And I thought that that's what I was supposed to do. And these people end up becoming very narcissistic in our lives and they are part of our geome of our codependency. And what happens is we become codependent to them and we become traumatized by them and abused. And eventually I was sex trafficked. Now, one of the things I want to explain about a lot of mental disorders, a lot of mental problems in the psychiatric community, if they could be basically mapped to the definition of complex trauma, this is what I believe that would actually be coming out of that, which is this. This is what happens with complex trauma. The issues that stem from it is phobias, agoraphobia, fear of anything like fear of spiders, right? Narcissistic personality disorder, borderline personality disorder, psychotic disorder, all of them, reactive attachment disorders, oppositional defiant disorder. In other words, major rebellion. That was me. ADHD, been there, done that, have that. Okay. Anxiety disorder, depressive disorders, Manic bipolar. You guys, this is some serious, serious disorders that can come out of this. Now, what we, what I don't believe, you know, diagnosis of doctors, so to speak, of psychiatrists, what I believe is these are subsets of complex trauma. These are not personality disorders or mental disorders that are forever with us. And I have to say that because I am living proof that you can get beyond these disorders and you can actually get healed. And one of the things that brought me to my knees later in my life, I was trafficked for more than a decade. And on August 2nd, 2003, I actually had an overdose of cocaine. A lot of the times, 90% of complex trauma victims they become addicted to a substance, drugs, alcohol, gambling. Actually, they can also become addicted to a person or people. And we're going to talk about codependency later in another show, but one of the things that I was addicted to was cocaine, painkillers, and I let it get completely out of control in my life because I was so broken inside and I was so empty. See, with complex trauma, one of the biggest roots of complex trauma that develops as a child as you're being abused is the shame factor, is that your life, everything you do is shame-based. You feel that you need the approval of people. You become an approval addict. There's a great book by Joyce Meyer called Approval Addiction. I read that book and cried my eyes out because at the time in my life, I was an approval addict. I wanted to please everybody because that was my root of shame. I believed I did not deserve to be loved. I did not deserve to be worthy of love by anyone. I was raised in a shame-based nature. I never felt my father loved me. He was always putting us kids down. We got disciplined very harshly. And I took that as a signal that I'm not worthy of love. So I started looking at magazines looking for my significance in models, in movie actresses, in people that were singing music, music videos from MTV. I thought, well, if I could be a star, then maybe people would love me. See, 
I put my significance and my worth and value off what I thought people could see in me, like part of my looks. I had to look perfect all the time. I had to have certain kind of clothes to wear. Didn't have that growing up. When I come back, I'm going to talk more about that. We're going to dig into that subject of significance and value and our identity and where that comes from when it comes from shame. Stay tuned, you guys. This is going to get really good. Come back and watch us. This expert I'm about to read is taken from my book, Fallen Out of the Sex Industry and Into the Arms of the Savior. Though I serve, serviced different men in different capacities for a living, in other words, AKA, I was selling myself, I still longed for companionship, for a genuine connection. With Julian out of the picture, and that was my sex trafficker, life was lonely. In many ways, with the financial freedom I finally had and being able to party at hot spots, life was fun, but I felt empty without a man. I hate to say this, but men were my fix, my high. I've always loved being in relationships, having someone to come home to, to talk to, to look forward to spending time with. Slipping in through my front door in the morning after work, I yawning with heels in hand. I wasn't thrilled being greeted by the quiet. You guys want to know why I wasn't helpful in being greeted by that quiet? Because I had complex trauma. I did not know that was the issue at the time. The hole in my heart was a root of shame. I didn't feel significant. I felt unworthy. I didn't feel loved. I was searching, chasing, searching. Mirages in the desert, 24-7. This is so important that we understand this subject. Beyond the subject of trauma, but complex trauma and sex trafficking and how it all ties together. This is a must read, you guys. I have heard from people. Go look on the internet on Amazon on this book and the reviews that it has. Five stars. They're saying they couldn't put it down. That's pretty impressive. And you know what? I'm not bragging on the way I wrote it. I believe the story is anointed because at the end of the story is a story of redemption and freedom. Freedom from sex trafficking, freedom from abuse, freedom from self-hate and rejection, and freedom from complex trauma. Go to hookersforjesus.net, click on my book. You'll take the link to buy it. You can also email us if you want an autographed copy that costs a little extra, but we're ready to do that for you. I also have it in Spanish. Anyone that speaks Spanish out there or you know a friend that does that needs this story, needs to be set free, get this. And also, but not lastly, it's in audio book form. The entire book read to you by me, the author. And yes, I sing in this and I cry. So this is a very uh, great resource for your family or anyone that wants to learn more about trafficking. Thank you. Hi everyone, I'm Annie Lobert and welcome back to Annie's Pink Chair. We are talking today about complex trauma. I know you probably have heard this word, it's like a buzzword, and so many people talk about trauma and especially of what's going on in our country right now. There is a lot of people dealing with a lot of trauma. And one of the things I was talking about earlier was when I was a teenager, I was searching for my significance in relationships because the only relationship that I saw modeled was a codependent complex trauma relationship between my mother and my father. So that carried down to us children. 
raised in that atmosphere. So I sought out men that were abusive, men that would control me. Hence, this is how I met my first Romeo boyfriend sex trafficker in a club in Minnesota. Now, I didn't plan out as a little girl, oh, I'm going to go to a club and get trafficked. Like, that was not anything in my heart or my mind. What I was looking for was my significance because I had a huge, huge, huge hole in my heart. It was a chasm where there was a bunch of shame, rejection, self-hate, low self-worth. I didn't know who I was. I didn't know my own thoughts to think. I was always looking at Hollywood and magazines. And back then, (laughs) I'm going to really date myself, but there was no social media. My social media was the television, MTV, Vogue, Cosmo, Mademoiselle magazines. Like everything in those magazines and every clothing on MTV or fashion trend I wanted to be that person because I thought, hey, if I look like that, I see them being very successful with their relationships. I see them having money. I see them having glamorous cars and houses and jewelry, and and, and they look like their life is so happy. I thought, I want what they have. I come from such a crazy place. If I can just find the right guy. I wanted to be a musician at the time. I would sing, and I was playing actually in the studio, doing background vocals for several different musicians. And I come from Minneapolis, so I was actually hanging out with a lot of people from Prince. Uh, One of my boyfriends actually was one of Prince's keyboard players. So all that to say, I ended up in a club, and this man gave me attention, and I was like, he's not even good looking. But he told one of my girlfriends and his other partner that they had a car business, they had a real estate investment company, and that they were wealthy. And so my girlfriend ends up going to Hawaii and she learns how to sell herself as a call girl in Hawaii. And if you don't know what that means, hey, I hope your ears aren't that clean, okay? A call girl is basically someone that sells her body for money. And it could be a guy, it could be a call guy. It's basically a prostitute, right? And what happened is she was getting trafficked by her boyfriend and I ended up going to Hawaii and I ended up learning how to sell myself. I felt like all my dreams could now come true. I could have all the money I want. I could control men. I could take my power back because that's one thing that complex trauma does to you is you feel like you're powerless. You have no choices. So you feel like everyone's controlling you. So if you can have the money in your hand and you can control the men that are coming to you finally that can't abuse you anymore because now you're in control, you're telling them the rules, they come into your your territory and you say, oh no, you're going to give me the money and I'm going to do, you're going to do what I want and I say what happens here. So for me, being a call girl empowered me. For a short period of my life, it healed my trauma. Well, what I want to say to you right now is this. Nobody can heal that trauma. No job, no bad choice, no relationship can heal that trauma. On August 2nd, 2003, I fell to my knees and I overdosed. Let me tell you something. I had known Jesus as a little girl, but I didn't know him. Like I was about to meet him at this place. And I asked the Lord to come into my heart and save me from myself because basically trauma had brought me into this place where I had almost destroyed myself and I wanted to die. And at this point in my life, I had two different pimps, two different traffickers abusing me. And this is what we have to remember 
that Jesus is the great equalizer. When I met Jesus that night, he took my trauma and he made everything make sense. He righted the wrongs in my life. This is what it says in Isaiah 61. And I'm quoting him, a quote that he did when he declared his sovereignty on the earth, when he came to the earth. The spirit of God, the master is upon me because God has anointed me. He sent me to preach good news to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted, announce freedom to all the captives, pardon all the prisoners. God sent me to announce the year of his grace, a celebration of God's destruction of our enemies and to comfort all who mourn and to care for the needs of all those who mourn in Zion. Give them the bouquets of roses instead of ashes, messages of joy instead of doom. You guys listen. And I'm getting teary eyed right now because when I met Jesus and I gave him my life, I finally felt like I could walk out of the prison of my own mind, the prison of complex trauma. And he was like the great equalizer. He was going to right all the wrongs that had happened to me. He basically was my proof that I wasn't crazy, that I knew something was wrong. And he was like, you were right about that, Annie. I'm the one who's going to set you free. So I gave my life to him. And you guys, the rest is history. And I can't explain what happened next, but all I know is it was a miracle. It was a miracle how he set me free from myself. And he awakened me. He woke me up. And he set me free. And healed my heart. And showed me everything that happened to me was because of shame and self-hate. You guys, I want to come back and explain a little bit more. But please, if you want more information about what we do, go to hookersforjesus.net. You guys, I'm going to pray right now because I know there's someone out there that has got complex trauma. And I know that you need the hope of Jesus and you need him to set you free. So, Lord, we come to you right now and we thank you so much for opening up our eyes today. And for that person out there, for you out there, Lord, I thank you right now that they're listening. And I ask that you would open up their eyes and their heart. And you can pray with me right now if you're ready. Jesus, thank you for coming to this earth, for dying on the cross for my sins. On the third day, raising to life, coming back to life reigning on this earth. You took the keys and unlocked the prison, the prison of my complex trauma. And today you've came to set me free. Today I walk out of that prison. Today I walk towards the light at the end of the tunnel of the darkness. And Lord, I ask you into my heart and I ask you to direct my life Jesus, direct my path. Fill me up with your joy. Fill me up with your peace. And Lord, give me the wisdom to make better decisions. Guide me into the right people to meet. Guide me into the right counselors. Lord, teach me as I read your Bible and introduce me to the right church. And I ask God that you would just heal my wounds 
And today I put my trust in you and my faith will be in you, Jesus, to get rid of everything that I know that's been destroying my life. In Jesus' name, amen. You guys, if you prayed that prayer, just email us at hookersforjesus.net and press contact. Thank you, and we'll see you next time.